When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. For a record for my daughter for her birthday, I just called to say I love you. Do you have it? Yeah. Great. We have it. Great. Can I have it then? No. No, you can't. Why not? Well, it's sentimental, tacky crap. That's why not. Do we look like the kind of store that tells I just called to say I love you? Go to the mall. What's your problem? Do you even know your daughter? There's no way she likes that song. Oh, oh, oh. Is she in a coma? No, I don't have that record. I'll buy it for 40. We're out. So, now why would you sell it to me and not to him? Because you're not a geek, Lewis. You guys are snobs. No, we're not. No, seriously, you're totally elitist. You feel like the unappreciated scholars, so you shit on the people who know less than you. No. no. Which is everybody. Yeah. Yes. The first time that the beat drops in the bar is going to be biblical. The second that the sing-along starts, it'll be sensational. Welcome to Cobras and Fire. My name is Baco, and I am joined with the leftover LC Fox out in Denver. How are you this morning? I am feeling great and excited to be here to talk about the leftovers of 2020 <laughs> 2022. Yeah? Yeah, right on, man. Uh, uh, speaking of leftovers, I'm guessing with one turkey and 16 people, there isn't a whole lot of leftovers in your house? <laughs> Nope. They say uh, they say to do a pound per person is what they say. Okay. 
Uh, but but that involves. Th- but then you got to realize half of that's a car- goddamn carcass. So that's kind of a trick, right? Yeah, right. You know <laughs> you're, what I mean? You're eating the bones. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's not going to work perfectly. No, it was. It was actually the, about the perfect amount. It was. It was. I was All wrong. Right. My count was off. It was. It was 16 people and an 18 pound bird. So it worked out just uh, not much okay. left over. Yeah. Right on. Yeah, I, I I cooked a duck for the first time. I don't remember if I mentioned that, but. It was the perfect amount for three people. There was only just a little bit left over that I could give the cat. So, yeah, uh, and it worked out okay. My first time cooking a duck didn't didn't fuck it up. So that's good. I was wondering if it, if you named it. Did you name it like like Steve. before we were talking about Steve? Steve. Okay, sorry, not yeah. not Howard. He didn't he didn't have a no. he didn't have a condom in his pocket <laughs> I, like the movie. I didn't, or I didn't go with anything like Donald or Howard. No. Um, okay. Uh, my, I did ask my wife. I pulled it out of the, the thing, and I looked at it on the cutting board. I'm like, how do I know this isn't just a chicken? Yeah. And she's like, it's a duck. It's a, it looks like a fucking chicken to me. They look alike. And then I'm like, I had the same conversation I had with you. What kind of duck was it? Right. The bag doesn't say anything other than duck. Nothing. So, anyway. I think All there's right. a whole uh, undercover uh, undercover. We should do a whole undercover duck 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 dynasty. What kind of ducks are those? The, the, the duck dynasty guys have, huh? Is it a racist duck? Yeah, I'm <laughs> thinking it's not even a duck at all. I think it's a chicken. You know, locally here, it's walleye that people get get flagged for serving. They they end up serving like cod or halibut or something. Mm. Not halibut, uh, okay. uh, tilapia. They'll, they'll try to sneak a little tilapia past someone as as walleye because it's cheaper and easier to get. Really. Interesting. By the way, people don't eat don't eat tilapia. They eat their own shit. Um, so yeah, tilapia is a fish to stay away from. That's that's the stuff you see on set out at uh, Golden Corral. Excellent. Yeah, tilapia eats his own shit. <laughs> Undercover <laughs> report. That this thus ends the duck and fish portion of the show. What do you think? Yes. Uh, well, a little turkey talk too. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Why not? All right. But yeah. So today, All right, buddy, what are, what are we doing today? Yeah, today is, uh, it's been called many different versions over the years, but uh, this year, I'm going to call it, I don't know, Not That Bad or Three or Four Good Songs, a little bit of uh, The Misses of of 2022, and also talk about some reissues. We're going to keep it kind of loose. We're going to talk about like two dudes at a record Mm. store that, uh, (laughs) you know, just flipping through some vinyl and talking about the year that was. What do you think? Something like that. I want you to be Jack Black, and I get to be John Cusack. Uh, okay, just because uh, uh, one of my favorite movies, and and I have a man crush on Cusack. So, oh, okay, yeah. Well, we we can do that. <laughs> Except I've never watched that movie. What do you think about that? How about that for a hole in my? That doesn't surprise you, does it? What? See, I was waiting for that. There's the Titanic reaction. Yeah, yeah that's the, the Titanic reaction for a, a podcaster. I should be watching High Fidelity, and what's the other one? Uh, Empire Records or some bullshit. I don't know if that's good or not. That one's not as good if you ask me. I think it's kind of lame. That's more of a... uh, That's for teeny boopers. Mm. Okay. But but yeah, man. So I I figure we could just kind of kick things off with a little bit of reissue talk. And uh, I'd like to start with with your thoughts on it because you just posted. I won't won't steal your thunder for anything that you want to keep on from that YouTube video. But uh, why don't you just... uh, Break down Creatures of the Night. That's that's a good good one to start with, I think. I, I'm kind of impressed that you watched the video. Uh, I, I really, based on our history, thought I was going to be telling you about it today. First of all, it was only like not even 24 hours ago that I got the thing uh, finished right. and put up. So, Well, I watched the first um, five minutes. I could figure out the rest. 
<laughs> no, I watched the whole thing. I watched get, the whole thing. I was gonna say, if you, you missed the best part if you didn't get past. Five <laughs> no, I minutes. know that, that that I thought was uh, quite impressive. Uh, it, it, break it down, break it down. What you did because I, I put on the headphones like you instructed me, and yeah, go ahead. All right. Well, I got home from Record Store Day. Uh, by the way, I got shunned trying to buy a second copy of one of the albums on my top five, but I'll uh, I'll save that for later. Mm. Uh, I figured I went late in the afternoon, and the line was gone. Everything had been picked through, and there was like 20 copies of the record I was grabbing. I'm like, well, two's no big deal. But you know what? To their credit, they hung tight. They said, hey, one per customer on all record store release days. Now, I think if you go back another day, that loosens up. But on the day of, they just they won't let you okay. do it. But I did find the half-speed master there um, of Kiss Creatures of the Night, so I grabbed a copy of that. And to my surprise, it came with a special gift. Uh, and I don't believe you got this with your $15 Walmart pickup. So for uh, uh, I'll touch on that more in a second. It was a, maybe an independent record store thing because um, I haven't seen anybody post this anywhere. I got a Creatures of the Night uh, mat for my turntable. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, it might be kind of that. They do kind of keep those uh, special things for the independent retailers these days. Unbeknownst. Yeah. I mean, not usually Kiss. Sure. <laughs> they usually give the specials to like Walmart and Target, but so no, that right. was cool. A uh, nice little, nice little perk there. So yeah, I didn't get it for fifteen bucks, but I also didn't have to go to fucking Walmart. You know, I did. Um, trying to find it, but <laughs> yeah, you're so, you're, anyway, you're a purist. Have... You're a purist by necessity. <laughs> Let me. Yeah, in this very, I honestly, I didn't think this thing was going to be available in stores. Uh, I thought this was going to be one of those Kiss Online things that sells out. Um, but the box that was there, Jesus Christ, it was it was so tempting just looking at that massive thing. But right. the price tag still kind of keeps me on the sidelines on that. Um, I will go to a streaming service for all the, the bonus stuff I didn't get. I got the, the, the triple record blue vinyl, and then I picked up the half-speed master. And then I wanted to listen to the difference and actually hear it. So I, I throw it on my turntable. The problem is you got to like listen to it and then take it off, put it in the sleeve, get the other record out. And I'm like, I really need to actually fucking record this take it down to my little studio here and then i want to hear them back to back i want to and then i'm like then the light bulb went off and says why don't i just do a video and then i'll do every pressing i got so i went with the original vinyl pressing the 85 vinyl pressing the uh glow in the dark which i didn't was surprised that they popped as well as it did that was from 95 i believe okay um and then the 97 cd remaster then I did skip the picture disc because those never sound any good. Um, and, and if you look, if you buy a picture disc to listen to it, you're you're doing it wrong. Um, let me see there. I thought there was was there two, well, you, two more. That, well, you, you also five? have your uh, first off. Already impressed with how many goddamn versions you have of this thing. <laughs> that, then <laughs> then the um, uh, the bootleg one that I didn't know existed. Oh right, yeah, I threw in the the uh, bootleg, which is another one. Just has Vinny on the, the cover. cover the for those who don't know, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, uh, of course, the, the blue vinyl to the half-speed master. Yeah. So someone in the YouTube comments said they're pretty sure the blue copy is a half-speed master as well. I don't think that's accurate. They've made a pretty big... I've never, I haven't seen that put anywhere. I don't know why they wouldn't mention it if they yeah. did. And they, I keep seeing the half-speed master as, like, this is the first time Kiss has released a half-speed master. Anyway, so I lined it up. I just took this, the first song, Creatures of the Night, and I play it. So the song's continues on but i go from version to version right the first time i go through i kind of walk add a couple comments so people know when it's changing and then uh the second time i play it again where you don't hear me talking 
So. Yeah. So I was pretty surprised with the the answer was, but it did it did uh, remind me of of over the years of how many times that that album's been fucked with. Like like I think the first yeah. the first version I had I had heard was the the one with with Kulik on the cover, um, and and I don't remember is that when is is Killer Track two on that one. Am I remembering it right? I don't remember. But I know that. No, actually, I probably have it around the corner. Don't worry here. about it. But I, I just I forgot that yeah. the sequencing was was different. And the first time I heard it the right way was during that remaster, and that's when I fell in love with that album for the first time. Was how clear that was when you finally had it with the right cover and the right track order and stuff like that. So, um, but but going into this, that's so. It, in short, it's it looks like they didn't do anything. They did everything right with this release. Including, and I'm sure this wasn't intentional, but it just is nice that it worked out this way. The fact that it came out basically right near Thanksgiving, where unfortunately, you know, Eric Carr passed away. But it's like that, that kind of mm. anim- that timing of it, I thought was yeah, because okay. of this. It's that drum album too. I thought was kind of a nice bonus that that happened that way too. Even though I'm sure that wasn't part of the plan, but it just worked out. Right. Yeah. Well, they tied around the, the the 40th anniversary mainly. Is that the but, main? Uh, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, but. You know, I'm just kind of validating what your comment yep. was, um, but yeah, I mean, overall, I I, I I was a little surprised that I didn't really. Uh, when you hear it, I can hear some deficiencies in the in the latest pressing that I don't hear in the first one. Um, and I, look, they all sound fine except for that import. To be honest with you, and I would stay away from that '85 Bruce Kulick one because right. I maybe I should have picked like uh, I Love It Loud or something where they really fucked with the yeah, mix and, big and stuff time. like that. Um, but I, I felt this was a little more, you know, true to the, the actual, I, I don't think that represents that whole record, but anyway, so those, those are the only two that I w- would say don't ever listen to. It's not worth it. The CD does sound better. Uh, it's just more crisp and clear. Uh, I, I personally think that's the reality of CD versus vinyl. I like the warmth of vinyl and I like the, it's almost, it's a different reason I listen to vinyl, I guess, but I do want to listen to a record. I don't have to skip tracks right. on. So, um, but yeah, honestly, they all sound fine, and I think most people can enjoy it if you just want to listen to it. Other than those two copies, so, so overall, a, a solid release. Uh, oh, even all the different versions seem to be, uh, you know, the packaging, everything like that looks looks uh, to be a quality uh, purchase. Yeah, you're, you're pleased. Yeah, I'm cool. happy with all of Good. it. Uh, even that uh, half speed master. Uh, that I paid full price, $32. Yeah. Uh, it has that, I, I don't know if you got to see it in the video clearly, but it's the old school style paper wrap. Um, yep, I saw that. that. Um, I, I thought that was an, a, an odd but cool touch. Um, and I didn't know about it. I saw that in the release, but I was curious what it was going to look like. I figured were eons from that being the, the standard, like maybe there's some kind of weird process they do it now and I won't even be able to notice. But no, it looks just like it was printed in 1959. <laughs> um, but, uh, tip on. Yeah, and the, the, yeah, tip on. There we go. Just the, just um, the tip pressing. The, yeah, and I had never heard that term before, which is, so I, of course, Googled it when I first saw that to find out what it was. So I, th- that's how I know. The three record set, I'm glad I bought that, you know, as opposed to dumping into the... Uh, the giant box set, which I guarantee everybody that bought that is super happy with it too. I, I, I so I'm not trying to shit on it. For me personally, I was I was actually blown away at how well that was done. The the artwork, the printing, the booklet. Um, I just I even dig like the the labels. And other than one of the Gene Simmons demos, I was impressed with how well everything sounded. 
Um, it just, I, I was kind of expecting more of a Gene right. Simmons box set kind of thing on some of the stuff. But yeah, I mean, it was just, uh, they, they, they actually cleaned up some of the stuff because I've heard worse versions of, of a couple of those songs. So, and yeah, I mean, they left some of the more deeper, cooler stuff off the vinyl. They wanted you to spend it to get it on the box, which I still think it's weird when they do these, that, that all that shit is available on streaming right away. Right. It's like, aren't you trying to sell three hundred dollar boxes? <laughs> I know, right? You can just, you can just. No. Sorry, so, so, and I also like the fact that the live one on the three disc one is basically, except for like one or two songs, is all Creatures of the Night live yeah. tracks versus some bullshit Very they cool. usually shove on there. Where it's like, oh, Rock and Roll Hell live, never heard that before. Let's hear, check that out. You know, um, so that beautiful translucent blue. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then, and then the uh, as far as the unreleased things that you've heard, anything jump out at you that you've? I mean, we've all heard like the. I guess not for innocent is like like why is that on there? That's just kind of weird. And I think they about probably that. demoed it at that okay. time. Okay. That's what I'm. Fair enough. Believe, um, you know, I, I think I'd heard all of it. Yeah. At least what was on there. Um, I'm trying to think. No, no, no. There was that one instrumental with. Uh, God, it's. I'm sorry. I just I should have brought the record down here. Uh, that was new to me, um, or at least if I had heard it, I hadn't sure. locked it away. But it was recorded with almost like a clean electric, almost like it was a directly plugged into a, the board or something. So it's a little not the greatest recording, but it's kind of fun. I, it kind of showcases Eric Carr. And that was that's always something I like to get into. But yeah, I, I the 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 story in the booklet doesn't give you much unless you dive into like the, how they created the the artwork and some of the alternate ideas they had that was kind of fun but uh it is the pictures in there especially some of the live shots from that tour because there isn't a ton out there um and then yeah even the live shows uh that that the i think it's picked from three there's it, it sounds pretty good yeah no i mean i mean uh, i'll just i'll just end this part with unless you have anything more no uh both just the fact that just going back to the album listen to it in full again it's just, you know, it's just talk about a botched release and timing. I mean, it just yeah. it's a great, it's a great album, period. You know what I mean? You just yeah. it, it stands up in its own merit. Take all the packaging, strip everything away. It's a, just a great hard rock record, period. So, yeah. I, and, and I know everybody likes to talk about the elder because it was the domino right before this. But mm-hmm. uh, and I've covered this. I'm just going to keep it short. Yep. Dynasty is what fucking killed Kiss and made this an album that didn't get hit. I sure. know it was a successful record, had a top 10 hit, but that was when the fans in large masses went, I'm out. Right. And then, because I think Unmasked is an amazing record, and maybe if they just had it more rocky, but the songs in that are just front to end. I get why people don't like The Elder, even though I do, and, and as a Kiss fan, but at that point, it was fucking toast anyway. They, they could have released Creatures, and I think it would have done about as well. But no, I th- uh, I think that's my personal yeah. opinion. Yeah, and, and and when I was getting into Kiss, I couldn't even I didn't even know that Unmasked and Elder existed for a very long time. I mean, those were just vanished right. off of shelves. So yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Let's let's talk about some more uh, new old music, if we could. Uh, well, oh, you, I, yeah, you I'm go. Pull, oh, I, I'm going to pull an LC here um, because I, I bought a, a handful of deluxe reissues this year. Um, and yeah, let's. Well, maybe we'll touch on that a little bit. Like it, it, it is kind of getting to be a boom industry. I know Metallica's done a bunch of them. That for they're doing theirs like in a way that makes sense, though. Kiss seems to just scatter shot around. I don't think they're actually involved. 
But as long you know, I really don't care if the product's good. But Metallica started with uh, Kill 'Em All and has worked their way through. I believe they have stopped at the Black Album is the last one they've done. Okay. But you know, it's these, these things where they're just giant fucking boxes with just tons of bonus stuff. Um, everybody's kind of familiar with it if they listen. If you're the type of person that listens to our show, you know what I'm talking about. Anyway, um, I did. I've, typically, these things are priced out of my personal interest. You know what I mean? I, I think uh, the Metallica Black album was one I was close to on because that came with like God, just a ton, right? Ton of stuff. But it was it was about two hundred dollars. And this creatures set we just talked about. Um, I was glad that they offered something like the three record one that I bought. You know, kind of a that isn't at the bottom, just one record remastered, and it isn't that the entire massive box. So, but there was a uh, Black Sabbath done a bunch of them too. And by the way, uh, maybe this is the time I officially make this announcement. I think about two months ago, Black Sabbath became my favorite band over Kiss. Uh, I just I listen to them way more than I listen to Kiss nowadays. Uh, wow! Right. So I, I got I got Black add, Sabbath. I got to add the explosion. This one actually came out at the end of 2021, but I didn't buy it till about the middle of summer. And my favorite Black Sabbath album, Sabotage, got the del- the super deluxe edition. And there was a vinyl one that was still kind of a little pricey for me. I think it was just a little over $100, but I did pick up the CD uh, version of it for 60 And it is really cool. It got a hardcover book that came with it. Can I tell you that, that I think the Black Sabbath might be my favorite band right now, too? Oh, really? Yes. So I got... I just want... This again, since you're pulling an LC, I'm just going to pull this one out. Okay. <laughs> All right. So on Thanksgiving, when I was good and drunk, you know you're good and drunk when you when you talk to a person you don't know that much and go, "Hey, uh, you want to come on downstairs and listen to some Black Sabbath?" <laughs> <laughs> because this fucking thing, it was like I heard this green Solar Soul rock and roll Walmart deal. It was like I heard War Pigs for the first fucking time on this this the 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 vinyl of this and just in general I'm guessing that all Sabbath vinyl oh my fucking lord like I think that War Pigs should be used to like calibrate your stereo because all that like space and everything during it I just that is amazing I listened to Snow it was like I heard Snowblind for the first time I know what you're saying when you go back into those and really hear how well they've they've done reproducing them yes. That's all I want to say. I don't. I haven't bought. I don't think I have any of their uh, vinyl reissues. I have mostly. Yeah. I'm trying to think. No, no. I have a couple. I have like Technical Ecstasy for some reason. Okay. And I did. I did buy a recent pressing of Sabotage in the last couple of years. I'm just trying. I'm cycling through my collection in my head here because I have a few old pressings. You know, like Born Again, Seven Star. I have the original pressings of those. Paranoid. Oh God! I have all of them on CD. Um, but anyway, and, point, uh, point being is, I just went there and, and I was like, "Oh my God!" All the time changes, and it just sounds phenomenal. Uh, so I get. I it. don't own that record because I have every well, song. I, on yeah, you have every. No, I get that. Yeah. It's just that they did a good job with it. Is my point. But uh, and 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 I say this without uh, pointing fingers because I'm guilty of it. There is a certain talk about selling your soul. Buying vinyl at Walmart just kind of it. It just doesn't even feel good. It it's like well it was only fifteen bucks you know right? but God when when they started it's like it goes against the whole record store day premise it's like hey stores like Walmart are fucking killing us this one day saves us and then Walmart's like we're doing it too it's like, God, <laughs> uh. I know that's what I did like I said I had so many I was like I just feel bad and I put all of them back and left I was like I don't need all this yeah. But anyway yeah, uh, so I, I, I bought them too so going on to another one that both of us got the the Beatles. Yeah. 
Yeah, the the uh, so Jules Martin was put in charge of doing all this stuff. He's George Martin's kid. He's done all of these, and they they sound just incredible. Everyone they got, they thought they were done because basically, uh, I, I don't, I'm not a great Beatles mind, but basically starting from the. The, the the most recent records working back, they had to stop at a certain point because of the way the records were, were recorded from that point all the way back to the beginning of the band. And that is basically almost live in the studio to a stereotape. And then, you know, maybe some overdubs. But but uh, the finished master is all they have and everything is there. In other words, you can't just slide up uh, Paul's vocal. You can't you can't put uh, Ringo's snare drum a little more to the left. Right, uh, because everything is where it is. Uh, but technology has kind of advanced to where there is software now that basically can uh, separate all that stuff and give it to you raw, and then you can be just start fresh with your own mix. And that's what they did. This is the first time that I'm aware of that this has been done for one of these these deluxe reissues. Um, uh, that same issue, by the way, is why you know on that destroyer re- was it called resurrected? Yep. Uh, that the drums basically all he can do is EQ them differently. They might you know. But the, the the levels of the drums are identical to what's on the original thing. He could do nothing, so um, because Bob Ezrin has to record drums into a stereo mix live for some reason. But that's called recording wet, I believe. Uh, no, recording wet is when you have the uh, the effect on it. Damn it! Um, God you, damn it! Yeah. Nice try, though. So, yeah, uh, I was interested to hear this one because it's not actually one of my favorite Beatles records. and uh, But I, I read about it, and I saw, like, how they did it. And then I have, like, the last reissue they did on CD. So I wanted to compare the two. And, yeah, it's it's a step up, I'd have to say. Yeah, I thought it was fun listening to it. And you hear some differences in Taxman. Taxman is probably the biggest example yep. of, of them messing with it. You know, the original version has things almost Van Halen pan. Right. Um Yep, that one, and then Tomorrow Never Knows. You know, this maybe is, Jill's Martin can do the Van Halen albums, the Ted Temple. Please, Go, yeah, do, do, <laughs> do all the. Uh, you know what? He just needs to do all. We just need to send him a request list. Uh, maybe uh, you know the whole Love Hate album could really use a remix, don't you think? Which one is that? I don't know. Just anything by Jizzy Pearl. Send to Jill's Martin. Oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> That was a pull. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> the L.A. Guns' first two albums need a nice refresh? Come on. Uh, yeah, you know, I think a lot of that 80s stuff could use, uh, if you could isolate those that snare drum, just, you'd, you'd make them a lot more timeless. Yeah, just sound. get it out of there. I hear you. No, fix it. You need the fucking snare, but it doesn't have to sound like, like it does. No, just no snare. No snare. Okay. What do you think? Keep going. You know, hey, you know, you did touch on something. Uh, the, all these deluxe box sets, the only place you can find the 5.1 mixes, and that does kind of piss me off because I don't live anywhere near somebody that's buying these things. So if, if you are listening to this and you're in the Twin Cities metro area and you have either Destroyer or Creatures of the Night uh, and you bought the big box, let's hang out sometime. Come over to my house. We're going to fire that baby up. I got to hear that 5.1 mix. So. <laughs> is that the Blu-ray version or whatever it is? Yeah. 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 Nice. Nice. So other bands that did their own kind of deluxe, super deluxe, they all have weird names for these things, but they all, it's almost like Hulu Plus. All these things have a plus. They all have super deluxe or deluxe or something in there. The Stone Temple Pilots, uh, their debut record core, they did a six-disc remaster with demos, alternate live versions, all sorts of shit. The, the, all these kind of come with the standard shit, stuff they recorded at the time, and then maybe uh, some live shows, possibly a 5.1 mix like they have in the, the Pink Floyd Animals deluxe set. 
I don't know why, but for about 10 seconds, I was sort of interested in the John Cougar Mellencamp Scarecrow record that has like some seven disc set out now. Mm. Um, but I, don't, I, I, I think no I think happened. you just wanted a, a good source material to do another uh, Cobras and Fire, uh, Papers and Fire cover. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, okay. Is that no, that's on a different record? That's on Lonesome Jubilee. Ah, just go with it. God, how the fuck do I yeah, know that? That's what I mean. Uh, I don't think our. Guns N' Roses uh, did their treatment of that to use your illusions one that and two. Uh, that that one, I'm actually going to say, why? Why? Uh, I, I read I read Slash's book, and they're like, like basically everything we had recorded <laughs> is on those two records. It's just live um, bullshit. I, and uh, yeah, yeah. It, and toys and trinkets Whatever. and all that stuff. And the, you know, that, that's kind of the big ones with the the reissues. There was a ton I mean, more that maybe that I don't think our listeners are terribly interested in. What do you got? No, I mean just just it. The, as far as uh, this one, again, it, it fell, I, I think it was last year or something like that, but just another one, rediscovering uh, Stone Table Pines, like you mentioned, Purple, fucking Meat Plow, <laughs> love the name of that song. I got the Walmart exclusive sticker. Oh, on. yes, I know. <laughs> that's something, that's a hype sticker you don't want, but uh, yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be taking it off, I'll be taking it off, but but like, uh, sure. that Lounge Fly and fucking Meat Plow, like those two tracks. Like I hadn't heard them in a while, and I just just a, I forgot how great that album is. Dirt, got it. Sounds solid. I mean, there's nothing Still really. Still haven't pulled the trigger on that one. I'm not sure because that's an album I love. But every time I see it in the wild, I'm like, meh. Yeah. Do I need it on vinyl? Yeah, I'm running out of room. <laughs> I hear you. And it's another one that that why not just do the gatefold? It holds two albums, but it's just a sleeve. That kind of deal. A little yeah. cost cutting there. Uh, I haven't fired this thing up, but I'm interested in hearing it. Have you heard the Dio re- remix? I have I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet. You know but, I forgot about that. No, I do want to hear it. Okay, that that one I'm I'm curious about checking out. And uh, you know, and both of us, uh, you know, not brand new, but but it was fun listening to the, the debut by Skid Row again. Getting that on uh, and listening to it. Do you, do you still? I think sounds that's solid. Sounds solid. But that's that's pretty much on that end. We can move on from old old music and get into some actual new ones that are released. But uh, I think it pretty much, but if you're a Beatles, just to go back to the Beatles too. I mean, I think this all happened in the same year that get back was earlier this year. Or was it last year when that came out? It was last year. Was it was it? right this time last this year, time last yeah. year. And right. Okay. And right before that Hulu did that three part thing with uh, Paul McCartney and Rick Rubin. That was really cool. Yeah. So just in the last, let's just say 12 to 18 months. What a, what a, just a, a flow of, of great material that's come out from the archives yeah. is what I mean as a fan. And I think I'm not sure when the white album came out. Maybe it was around that. I it, it has seems to like be it was. Year. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but hopefully they keep coming out with. Uh, I, mean, I mean, how many how many albums are left that they have to redo? <laughs> I think they have. Well, now they can do them all. That's true. So, and yeah. again, I, I think it's about half. And I thought there was thirteen studio records, so maybe there's six mm-hmm. or seven left they can do. I don't know. I mean, look, I only bought the white album because it's one of my favorite ones. What? Because you you haven't bought any of these super deluxe ones. Like I'm talking two hundred dollars or more, right? Nothing mm-hmm. like that. Right. Anything. Right. Uh, same here. Is there a record that, if done right, that you have enough attachment to that you would actually pony up like something like that? Because I know we both could do it without you know selling a car. For me, it's always the ROI and how much I really want it. The answer to that is is twofold. First, first, if they have an in between level like the creatures one that you got mm. 
that's probably where I'm going to land. Because if I look at all the track listing and and me, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna check yeah. some of the experiments. I'm like, really, what's on those those discs is all you really need. The rest of it's almost like use once and destroy. They kind of really yeah. put the good stuff on it. Um, so and then then when it comes to the deluxe stuff, is like I'm not a lot of like a lot of it is kind of like things I'd like to see an unboxing video or at my buddy's house one time, like a lot of it's just a bunch of like, I remember when Sinzak was unboxing it on Friday night live, he goes, this is a lot of paper goods. <laughs> yeah. Some comment like this is a lot of printing and, and it's beautiful seeing it once. Well, that's what the naysayers would say in the comment section. Sure. Like, I'm not going to pay that much for five CDs and a bunch of paper. And that, that one would have had to be five vinyls. And all that stuff. It wouldn't. I, I, I thought it was weird that they put yeah, the CDs on that. Yeah, I still think that. that price on that is. Come on, man. You're a yeah. hundred dollars more than things that give you twice as much. But like I said, uh, I think I mentioned it. Uh, I, I don't know if we did this on air or not, but uh, a true Kiss fan would have been happy with half as much for twice the price. <laughs> That's right. Don't bitch. Otherwise, you, you're not a real fan if, if you don't. Agree That's true. That. Yeah, in Dubai, they're just still mastering it. Um, so the but but going going to that it's 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 difficult to say like for me it would have to be something where it's it's the pristine um I, i'm sorry i don't i just don't have a quick answer for that on there but but for any album of that of that nature um hmm. would be something of that nature would be the 5.1 the the dolby like all these different formats yeah. where i could just like immerse myself in the album itself plus some bonus shit, but that would have to be an essential part of that package, I guess. What about you or some kind of like, yeah. And well, when I say done right, I mean, that means it's done. If it's got exactly what you want. Um, cause to me, that was uh, one of the easy, the, the creatures box that made it easy to pull away when I saw it was just five CDs. Right. I'm like, all right, right. That's not even a $5 investment physically. Right. Right, and that is what you're selling is supposed to be the music. So, is the rest of that shit worth two hundred and ninety five dollars to me? Um, or you know, because people like to share sales. Oh, look, it was on Amazon. I got it for two hundred forty nine. By the way, that sale is over. Uh, it's just uh, anyway, hotter than hell. I think I don't know that there's enough that they could actually pull, but let's assume there is. If they had like an album worth of like outtakes and demos a couple live shows from that era but yeah if they do something like like they did with creatures in a mid-tier thing yeah i'm all in yeah that that's what it is mostly for me so it'd be like the, the, the immersive sound and also you know i'm a sucker for a big ass booklet too if it has a big big uh, thick like like mm-hmm. they did on that deluxe one that does kind of get my motor going for a lot of bands okay. too is the whole those kind of additions so as far as paper goods go i like it if it's in a book format <laughs> Yeah, no, I'll go back to it. I think I meant glossed over it. I was surprised at the in depth of the book that came with the the creatures three vinyl because I know they were doing a really. It's not not as in depth as the one you're going to get with that that three hundred dollar box. I don't right. think. Um, but it's it's like sixteen pages and it's the size of the record. Um, I wasn't expecting that at all. And then yeah, I have three slip cases all with different art on both sides. Just all sorts of real, real cool. Very happy with my purchase. And I can't always say that about something I got from Kiss Online.
So before we talk about some new releases, let's uh, let's give respect to those in rock that have passed. Mm, I, how about gone but not forgotten? There you go. Mm, all right. Yeah, this is an incomplete list, so people, please don't come back at me and uh, say I miss somebody because I'm going to miss somebody. Uh, so if I did, it was not a disrespect. So, uh, yeah, uh, Ronnie Spector, of course, from the Ronettes. Uh, be My Little Baby, I think she appeared on. Uh, what's that? Uh, Eddie Money song? So she passed away uh, January 12th. Actually, I'm, I'm not doing the dates, man. <laughs> Meatloaf. Uh, we lost the great Meatloaf. Um, he, uh, earlier this year as well. Mark Lonigan of Screaming Trees. Uh, gave, I think, Taylor Hawkins, of course. That was a big one. Uh, t- took all the headlines, basically. But uh, amazing tribute concert that they did there. Alec John Such, uh, bass player from Bon Jovi. Uh, two guys from Nazareth, Manny Charlton, um, and then just recently, in the last week or so, uh, Dan McCaffrey. Um, so there isn't much left there. Uh, Michael James Jackson, we were, we were just talking about Creatures of the Night. Uh, he, he died earlier this year. Uh, producer of, the, of that record and Lick It Up. Lick It Up might be an album I get a deluxe edition for. Olivia Newton-John. Uh, Steve Grimmett from uh, Grim Reaper. Uh, he, he passed away earlier this year. Coolio. It's hard not to giggle. He's such a character, man. Um, hot ones. Jerry. Yeah, his hot ones was amazing. Uh, Jerry Lee Lewis. D.H. Uh, Pellegro from uh, Dead Kennedys, uh, a band from my punk time. Uh, and you recently got to see a, a poster of theirs at a record store at <laughs> your stop here in Minnesota. Oh. Uh, that, made, that made the day for me. Um, not me. Uh, and, th- and then just this morning or last night, I think it was, I, I saw that Irene Cara of... Uh, uh, that what a feeling song from Flash Dance is uh, no longer with us. So, uh, oh, and I'd like to add on a less serious uh, gone for gone but not forgotten. But one of my favorite bands of recent ilk, Piston, broke up this year. I was disappointed in that. I was really looking forward to what was next music wise from them. Uh, uh, you're an English band um, that we featured on the show, but yep. their last album I think came out in 2019. But, uh, yeah, bummed about that. Uh, they uh, just had a real promising hard rock sound, amazing singer. So t- tough to hear about that one. Gone but not forgotten. Yeah, I should also mention, too, that uh, that I thought that they were done quite a while ago because they haven't put anything out that I've liked in about 10 years. But the sword, as you like to pronounce, pronounce them, <laughs> they also broke up out of lack of interest. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, that was actually pretty recently they announced that. I do like their album, Apocryphon, mostly because I like being able to pronounce it properly.
I'm gonna I'm gonna kick this off with with not my two biggest disappointments because I love I like to embrace the negativity. Okay, it flows through me. It gets me fired up. Is that okay? Can we do that? It is. Can we mention this is kind of a precursor to our top five episode coming up? Of so course. So these are basically spoiler alert. These records didn't make it. They did not. No. And I'm gonna start it off with with uh, two bands that that uh, one that I've loved for quite a while and one that I've grown to love over the last couple of years with their, their previous release and some EP work and things like that that they put out. But it's, I'm gonna, it's my biggest disappointment of the year, and that is, and I've given it can, many can spins. Can I make a quick guess? Yeah, go. Uh, I wanted to Kid Rock. <laughs> I forgot that he had an <laughs> album come out. <laughs> but no, that's not on the list. Okay, I, I'm, I'll step aside now. And by the way, uh, I, that, that Kid Rock did put out an album and... Uh, uh, Friend of the show, Chris, uh, said that is an album that sounds like it was made by committee. Like every single song is to target a certain group of people. Like hundred <laughs> percent. Did you give it a spin at all? Because it's fucking horrible. No, no. You said you were, you said you were doing that one. So I oh, that's I right. Have to listen. Okay, to I, I did it. Yeah. I, I, I don't remember anything from it. Anyway, so that's not the one. <laughs> you have another? Do you have another guess? You have a second guess? No, no, no. I was. Uh, that was. That's it? I, I knew it wasn't okay. going to be Kid Rock. But. Love the artwork on this. Love the pre-release hype. All that, but man, I just list, spun it again several times last week. Ghost, that that did not that that missed the mark for me big time this year. And several times this last week, I'm calling bullshit on that. I did because I had this huge list. So I should say to prepare for this, I made a playlist of of uh, 2022 songs that is that says it's 26 hours long <laughs> that I was amazed at that it has like 35 albums or something like that on it. That's one of them. And, and I mean, yeah. I'm not telling you I didn't skip my friend, but I, I, I tried yeah, okay. even I, songs like even songs like Watcher in the Sky that have parts that I like but are way too fucking long and just go on forever. So it's, something's just amiss with this album. It's like they took prequel and they just they just shit the bed with it. So I'm with you here. Uh, this is on my list of uh, it would it maybe would have made a top 10, but that largely is because I think the album is kind of dead. Uh, it's it's worse this year than last year. But we're talking about Ghost uh, and I, I that little sunshine song has has kind of grown on me a little mm-hmm. bit. But I there's just nothing. Nothing really pulls you in. You know what I mean? And the fact of the matter is you just mentioned a song, and I'm like, I don't know how that one goes. Um, and I was pumped as hell for this one. This is one of those releases, too, that I was kind of irritated that, like, there should be a place. And maybe there is. And I'm just an old guy who doesn't know where to go. So if you can help a guy out, if there is, when these releases come out, let me know which places have which so I can pick which one I want. I just went and grabbed it at Target, and then I get home and I see, like, my phone knows that I just bought the record. So, of course, now it's advertising you know, go to this place, go to that place, and you get these different variants and all that stuff. Um, because I, I don't like solid color vinyl. I want black or something translucent. Those tend to sound a little more pristine to me. Um, that said, disappointing this record. It's one of the reasons why I bought CDs for the latest Ozzy and Megadeth and Slipknot releases and stayed away from vinyl. Gotcha. I just, yeah. you know, I want to hear it. I don't want to spend 35 bucks to find out I hate it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of good tracks like Spillways, but they all kind of sound it, it, they're they're in this zone where it almost sounds like they're kind of parodying themselves-ish. Like it's I don't know, there's something not true where the last one was like a perfect zone for me uh, with with uh, that zone. Anyway, so that's that's Ghost, um, and the other one that was a big swing and a miss for me 
And it hits all those things that, that should that I should like, which is a tight album, you know, right at 35 minutes long, you know, yeah. uh, nine or 10 songs, th- that kind of zone. Beautiful but packaging again. Beautiful packaging. If you're, if you're guessing what I'm about to say, and that is clutch, like clutches, clutches released this year. Slaughter, slaughter beach was just a miss for me. And there's maybe it's a definition of three or four good songs. And the first time, the third time I've seen clutch was this year. And I saw him at a packed place. Love to see that, that rock is being represented. There was like helmet opened. There was like 4,000 people at the Fillmore here. And, but the worst live show that I've seen. And part of it was the, plus, the, the fact that they played like five or six songs off this new album. It just, it wasn't, it was the, the least of the clutch shows too. So that's a swing and a miss for me. Um, but there are some great I tracks heard on that it. one. Uh, I, I, I don't know what it is with clutch, but they come and go. And cause I think they're an amazing band. Yeah. I've seen them live three or four times and they always fucking kill it. Uh, there's so many of their songs that when I hear them, I'm like, God, I got to get this record. Then I never do. I'm almost like the reason clutch. Like I represent the general population where it's just like, we should like you more than we, like, I don't like to use that term underrated too much. This is a band that probably should be a little bit bigger than they are. And again, I didn't even listen to this new record. I don't know why huh, I saw okay. it came out. I was like, I got to check that out. Never did. So yeah, but a jam. Like on I don't that. need to. Well, it's uh, you know what? Just check out one track that I recommend is Mountain of Bone. And I just love the name of that, too. <laughs> I don't know why. You know why. Oh, yeah. My turn. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the first two. Those are the two big, biggest swing and misses for me. All right. Despite the lead single uh, telling me otherwise, I was actually pretty excited for this release. What I'm getting at is that they released a song. I don't know about seven months before it came out, and I was like, eh, 
and it never really grew on me. Finally came out, and I, I went to a local independent record store because this is not an album you're going to get at Target. It's just, you know, it, it, it's not Taylor Swift. Yeah, it's a new Skid Row, Gang's All Here. Um, I, I went out and got it the, the Saturday after release day. Uh, picked up the CD again. I looked at the vinyl for a second. I'm like, I'm going to get the CD. It was a wise move. Um, I have given this way too many fucking spins uh, in, the, in the month or so it's been out. I just, I keep trying. It sounds great. It really does. And honestly, this singer fucking just kills it on this album. These songs are just boring and forgettable. And the, the thing is, like, this is a band that hasn't changed their set list in about 20 years. And I'm kind of bored of seeing them. And the idea that maybe you can, inf- inf- you know, influx some new music into the set list was kind of encouraging. And I do not want to hear a single one of these songs. Uh, there, I, I, I want to hear Rachel Bolin do that fucking Ramones cover one more time before we, we, we do anything <laughs> off this album. You want to hear a psychotherapy? I, or I think yeah, that's what I does. Just, I just don't. I, I think it's too bad because the production is, is at least solid. I think the guitars cut better than they have since basically Slave to the Grime. This might be their Agreed. best selling, sounding record Easily. since then. Um, um, and that, that new singer, Eric Wallengrod or whatever, he fucking he delivers man uh so it, kudos for that uh so i'm sure the live show is fine but i just i don't this record flopped for me yeah this 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 album made me want to see skid row again live if they come around because of the the singer but as far as i i'll just echo everything you just said i did the same thing like hell or high water i was like sounds all right you know the gang's out here Sounds all right. The songs are just not there. It, but the, but production, they did everything. They put in the effort this time, but unfortunately the songwriting wasn't there. In fact, to that end, like I, I listened to it and I'm like, what happened with Slave to the Grind? It was like one of those lightning in a bottle like situations. Like I'm like, how is that this the same fucking band that put this out? You know what I mean? It's just it's just ha- and ha- it happens. that happens all the time. Right. It really does. I know. But it's just like all those elements are still there. The the guitars sound good, but it's just the the songs just aren't there. Period. You know, it's it's like a simulacrum of what they think Skid Row is. There you go. And and it's they're they're just trying to what did what did we write on the first record? There's a couple moments where it seemed like they tried to get like like that. Susie was the bluesy doing you know something. Like, yeah, yep. just, you know, I just be who you are now is always the best path. Uh, even if it doesn't, I mean, first of all, you're not going to sell any fucking records nowadays anyway. Right. Why are you trying to recreate like, man, if we do this, we can go platinum boys. No, no. So just, just be who you are, write what you know. And if you're still fucking the same guy mentally (laughs) as you were 35 years ago, well, that's probably why this shit sucks. Yeah. I, I just, I just think that they, they need a singer that they can't get along with for to make a good album. Basically. Hey, maybe that's what it is. Seriously, but uh, but, uh, um, but it's just uh, I'm I'm proud of you. I was wondering if this one you hadn't said a goddamn thing since it came out, so I figured maybe it was a swing and a miss for you. But sometimes, oddly enough, too, I, I yeah. honestly there was no design there, but uh, maybe because I was so bored with it. Yep. And then uh, one more that I, I don't. It's think a Sonic it's probably, Boom. Can we call that the Sonic Boom album? Yeah, it's very much like Sonic Boom, where they're just trying to recreate what they think Kiss was. You know the what? Yeah. You know, forty years ago. Yeah. Um, but the problem is they're just not that anymore. Right. You know, be who, again, I always say, be who you are now. Yeah. 
Slipknot released another record that this, this is back to back. It doesn't sound like I'll have to worry about investing in them too much longer. Clown, one of the members, is saying that they're only going to release s- singles from this point on. And Corey Taylor responded with, "Well, with nine guys in the band, you can't get everybody to agree on anything." What that Give me means, some other names? Knows, but what, what, did, did any other people with, with funny names make comments? What's some of the well, they, No, I mean they just they all go by their, their real names. Other than zero, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. <laughs> okay. So, so sorry. I, Sean Cran is his real name, but yeah, he calls himself Clown. He he's the one that wears a clown mask. This record just it was you know what it was very experimental, and I, at least I appreciate the unlike Skid Row, they're trying to do something, they're trying to grow, and I do think uh, music like Slipknot is hard to do twenty five years after you start. Sure. And, you know, from just everything, from the guitars to the singing. Well, they have a younger drummer now, so that, that probably isn't an issue uh, there. But there just isn't a lot of the qualities that I like in Slipknot on this one. But I do feel that they're trying to kind of broaden out. It's, it's almost proggy at times. But I, I was just bored. I, I tried to put – I couldn't – I was in preparation for this. This is how much I, I don't like this record. I, I was going to listen to it one more time, and I was like – Eh, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I just could. I had the CD out and I was about to slide it into the slot, and I'm like, I'm gonna put something else in. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I'm guessing you haven't heard a thing off this thing. No, but the the worst the worst thing you can ever say about a band you will listen to is when you're bored, when it's just bad. Like like yeah. like boring ACDC is the worst. For example, <laughs> just bad ACDC <laughs> is what it is. Like that's yeah. I can't, I can't think of anything more boring. You know so. All right. Okay. Well, uh, you want I me have to go? some other. I have. You, other, yeah. What do you got here? You keep going. Yeah. Well, I just figured we'd, we'd fire back two or three at a time. That works. As you know, I'm a, I'm a fan of Shooter Jennings. Uh, I find him to be a pretty big curiosity because he not only is a country, but he you know he hooked up with Marilyn Manson did an album two years ago that uh, that I liked his work on, and I just think he's a all around interesting producer. And he connected with somebody that should be a complete clusterfuck. But I, I legit like half of this album. And yes, it's the first side. <laughs> and that is the collaboration. I'm not even sure if it's, I think it's just called Yellow Wolf and Shooter Jennings. And it's called Som- Sometimes Why. And uh, if you're not familiar, Yellow Wolf's kind of a ish Eminem rapper. type of rapper. Yeah, he's a rapper. On this, there's no rapping except for like one song, but it's almost like a, wow. like a, like almost like a, not rapping, more like a poetry reading with some rock guitars in the background. But this thing okay. is a fucking banger. There's a song called Rock and Roll Baby. There's another one that's called Make Me a Believer that reminds me of Glorious Sons. No bullshit. This thing works. Wow. It works. And then it horribly does not work on the second half. But I do recommend if you're interested in Shooter Jennings in general, um, check it out. The band is phenomenal that's on it. But again, that's called Sometimes Why.
uh, that was a like a surprise for the year. And then um, just some mentions, Billy Talent, Crisis of Faith. If you're a fan of this band, this is, a, I would say, a, a solid album, but did not make my top five. I do recommend checking that one out. They also have a collaboration with uh, Rivers Cuomo on it as well uh, that I enjoyed. And this is maybe one of my favorite songs of the year, but for an album, again, that did not make my top five from a guy that's praised constantly by a friend of the show, Rob, Frank Turner, who's like rock, uh, I don't know, punk, folk. He's all over the place. But there's a song called The Gathering, it's just about the when COVID ends and all of us are back into an arena and just the the power and, and enjoyment of that. So have you? Ch- I'll just start to you. Have you ch- heard or checked out any of those that I just mentioned? Not yet. Cool. I, I'll probably check out the Shooter Jenny one uh, with Yellow Wolf quicker than the other ones. But sure, uh, uh, they're in the queue. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, my turn. Absolutely. All right, well, keeping on the – kind of in the where you were going, there really wasn't anything that popped for me that didn't make my top five, um, even with, like, a, a song here and there. Uh, Def Leppard released their their latest record, Diamonds, uh, Diamond Star Halos. and I forgot about was, that already. <laughs> it was okay. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was just another kind of boring version of what Def Leppard did. You know, to their credit, I, I don't think they were trying to – recreate pyromania or hysteria you know what i mean they were just doing what they're doing now it's a little more in that um oh it's a joe elliott likes that 70 that mid 70s kind of glam rock yeah stuff yeah it very much has a t-rex vibe to it but just that whole ziggy kind of stardust kind of vibe gotcha which i think they were going for with the packaging they did a lot of promotional stuff ahead of this some old school website shit where you went to the website and like you clicked on a card and it would be one of the members telling you a message and that really reminded me of like the early days of the internet you know what i mean it's like whoa look what they're doing here you know but uh calling notes how about some something like calling notes come on right yeah, yeah okay that's not a website that's a uh, a voicemail i'm aware of that the, i just met some yeah. old old school stuff so sorry uh, it seems like you missed the missed the feed there. I didn't. Uh, all right, uh, Queensrÿche Digital Noise Alliance is their latest record. It's another one with their their singer, um, uh, something Todd Todd Latour, I think is his name. Okay, does a great job. This is actually a solid record. I like it better than the Def Leppard one as far as comparing it to their history. But again, didn't really kind of crack my top ten. And then. I don't know. I mean, the Chili Peppers, you listen to these more than I did, but they released two albums, two double albums this year. Um, And I didn't know until I heard that interview with Frushanti that Rick Rubin produced these again. Has he produced everything since Blood Sugar? It kind of sounded like it, but I I really haven't paid attention. I think for the most part, yes, there's one that had like a pill in the front of it that I think he did not. I can't remember what that was. But anything that you know, like he did Californication, he did the uh, Stadium Arcadium, he definitely did... These last two. So I'll just say. The only band that still seems to like working with him. Yeah. That seems to really like him from that interview that I listened to. uh, uh, That uh, I think basically when Frashanti is there, he definitely is there. That's all I can say. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I didn't realize Frashanti dipped. I I knew it before these records came out, but I didn't. Until they announced that he was back in the band, I didn't realize he had left again. (laughs) Right. No, I hear you. I think when they played the, uh, when they lip synced the, um, Super Bowl or whatever that was a couple years ago. I think he was out again. And there's some random dude that was on guitar, whatever, that wasn't playing guitar. (laughs) All right. um, So then just a couple more kind of honorable mentions, things that I at least put on the list to consider. I don't know how much I 
actually considered any of these, but uh, a couple all kind of tied together because my thoughts are kind of the same on both. The Scorpions and Striper both released records this year that I listened to, uh, I think, at least twice on both of them. And all the way through, I think these are solid, really good records for fans of these bands. I think it just turns out I'm not that big of a Scorpions fan. And uh, look, it's not like they don't have anything I don't enjoy. I just couldn't find any real criticism of this this record. I, I thought if you like this, this it's it's a good fucking record. And Striper, kind of the same thing. I kind of like Michael Sweet away from Striper more than I do like his work with Striper. For whatever reason, it's just they're they're definitely more metal and heavy than they were in their heyday. Uh, you really don't get a lot of the ballady stuff anymore. And he's an amazing singer still. His guitar playing is top notch nothing wrong there um but i just it just doesn't connect with me i do hear that there's a new sweet lynch uh on the way uh for what that's worth really yeah okay anyway well uh maybe i'll i'll dust off the old uh pencil and write up another review if that's comes out boy um all right so beyond that just a couple more tony martin uh from black sabbath he released a solo album that was basically as good as i thought it was going to be i i i just it was pretty boring it, it reminded me of his era of Black Sabbath. What about you? I mean, for some reason, you know, I say this all the time, but I, I do think that there is a even a higher volume of music output from both vintage and and new artists this year. But maybe it's the same amount. It just seemed like it was almost overwhelming going through this list this year. Almost like maybe COVID put it on pause a little bit. Maybe not. It's because the Chili Peppers released 79 songs. Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> okay. Then that's Two what of it them is. Good. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That might be part of it. But like, for example, I, I, again, here's another honorable mention. I enjoy this. I recommend it. It's just not my top five. And that is the uh, Helicopters had a, a new release this year uh, called Eyes of Oblivion. It's a solid release. And that title track is a killer one. That one I recommend checking out. Hardcore Superstar made my top five two or three years ago. Not that not as good of a release, but it's called Abracadabra, which I always enjoy those kind of uh, titles. Um, that one came out. The Corey Taylor cover album I thought was okay. Would you? I don't, and you're a big covers fan, so I mean, got to choose. I could I could never <laughs> listen to that listen version to again. It. No, I'm sorry. You might, no? you might as well okay. say Hailstorm released a, a covers album. Uh, I would have been just as interested. So gotcha. Yeah. Uh, what I noticed on his thing is they did it once or twice for some songs. Like they did a, it's as it has like the holder than thou cover on it, but then I think it ends with another Metallica song. But they do that in almost every single one of the covers where the outro is thirty seconds of another song. I'm like, okay, I got it the first time. It was kind of cool. Right. But you, you don't need to do it on each one. All right, Puppy, <laughs> Puppy put out an album. I, this one kind of there is one song called the Kiss that sounds like Smashing Pumpkins that kicks ass that I enjoyed. Audrey Horn put out an album called The Devil's Bell. Got the vinyl. I forgot about that. Fuck, fucking great album. They they uh, in the past they've sounded a lot like Thin Lizzy. This time they turned turned up the Iron Maiden a lot. Um, more that's kind of the zone they're in. I gotta revisit that record. Yeah, it's a great fucking album. Nine tracks. It has even even one of them is an instrumental. And, and it's and it's a solid instrumental. It's one of those things. Are like, man, is the vocals going to kick in? And it's over in like three minutes. But it's like a Metallica beginning of a Metallica song or whatever. But it's fucking badass. Highly recommend. It was that would have. This is that's the one that I'm like. It it almost was there.
uh, props to to bands you've probably never heard of. And that is one I discovered uh, from this other podcast. I don't remember which one, but it's called Gunshine. That sounds like if Vince Neil, when he could sing, fronted Guns N' Roses. That's 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 a good release. And also, you know, I got to give him props. God love the Uncle Daddy, Minnesota Zone. Uncle Daddy, I have no idea when this album came out, but I discovered <laughs> it this year. I featured yeah. featured a song, a song uh, here and there. I sent it to your home, and uh, I got to tell you, I keep listening to "Run with the Boys" that track. Okay, so those are those are my honorable mentions. I also say, as far as that, that amount of outcome, were you aware that Slash came out with an album this year? I was, yeah. And t- creatively title four, and I don't know anything from it. Of course, you cranked it up, right? To get your Miles Kennedy dose. I didn't go to this one once. Because as long as that guy's singing, I just it's going to be a bad experience for Baco. Yep, I'm just telling you this is the things I've been listening to. Cruel and you ever heard of the band The Cruel Intentions? Uh, I heard the Probably name. Not. Yeah, not never heard anything by them. Really? Okay, so it has the singer from Veins of of, of Jenna, and they put an, out an album this year, and uh, ah, not that bad. But it was I, I listened to it and I was like, can this be the singer from Veins of Jenna? And only I would recognize that. I think Stevie Rochelle would be able to pull that, make that pull. Yeah, probably. It pains me to say, and I'll leave it with this for, for my wrap-up, but we did a whole episode, my friend Aaron Kamara and I, but Ugly Kid Joe's release, has a ridiculous name for it. Oh, Rad Wings of Destiny. Not that rad. Okay. It's okay. Just okay, all right. That's, well, Dolly Parton that, supposedly is releasing a rock album next year uh, uh, to kind of justify her place in the hall, mm. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah? yeah. And I would like to make a prediction. Actually, it's not a prediction. I'm just going to proclaim it. If one of you fucks don't pick this record, it is going to be on my list of picks for March Badness. It's going to be the new Kid Rock. So there you have it. Oh, it is. LC, uh, Aaron, and Chris, if we all get together for March Badness this year, if you want it, you better take it first. <laughs> wow, you're, you're already calling it, huh? Uh, it's not going to be a one seed, no, unless one of you guys take it. But uh, it's going to it's it's okay. going to make my final eight if it's still there. Any other mentions? No, no, no. Well, let's uh, let's wrap this up and get to the top five, buddy. Absolutely. All right, rock is not dead. I have 26 hours on my 2022 playlist to prove it.
say it again, can't run, can't run with the boys. Coming in hot or bringing the noise. You know, I used to run with the boys. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 